and worship too. And so you got to worship him from the bottom of your heart and praise him all the way. Amen. Praise him as unto he Yahweh and not as unto man. Amen. So when you're worshiping God and praising him, you don't look around for uh, a man pleaser. You want to please Yahweh. You want to please the most high God. You want to please the one that woke you up this morning. The one that set you on your way. Amen. You want to please the one that drove you all among all of those cars and brought you home safely. Amen. You want to please the one who knows everything about you. And not the next person that sits beside you or how they're going to think about you, the way you dance and what have you. Make her uh, uh, criticize her husband, King David, when he danced and, and until his garment fell, right? And then she said, how can you dance like that, a king? You know, and, and then David said, well, that's why the Lord despised your father and and I've given me the throne and what have you. I will praise him because I know him. And for that reason, the Bible said God shut her womb. And she never gave birth. Amen. So God take delight in the praise of his people. That's how important God take praise. That you would taunt somebody who is praising God. So God shut her womb just for that. It means when we enter the presence of God, we have to give all of our attention, our full attention in praising him, in worshiping him, in the beauty of holiness. Amen. Have you seen people that go to party and drink and they're under different influence, how, how they dance? I was worshiping somebody, somebody sent me a Facebook video recent time and I saw, I saw this guy dancing. It's a kind of Spanish guy. And man, the guy really danced to that music. So then he sent me another one with an African guy also dancing. He would dance, dance, dance. You know, he picked up a bottle of wine, you know. <laughs> and I said, oh my God, you can tell that, you know, there is some substance that is controlling the mind of such things. So it's either alcohol or drugs. Amen. So, but when we come in the presence of God, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, like Paul said, do not be filled with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, the Holy Ghost power is even, uh, it supersedes that of alcohol or drugs. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to throw that to you. That's not what I'm talking about today. Amen. God is good. I want to thank God for Pastor Riggs and his darling wife and the children uh, that are taking good care of me over there. Amen. They have made my stay here also comfortable. Uh, he's a senior brother. We've known each other for many years. And also, uh, uh, Brother Wizard and his wife, I was uh, surprised the other day. Wizard, uh, 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 Richard gave me a surprise. I didn't know they were here. And, and so when they took me to the house and I saw them, I said, oh my God, I didn't know you guys are here. So I just want to praise God for all of you. Amen. And all of you wonderful people here at, 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 at Harvest Intercontinental Church, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, praise God, interacting with all of you who have been calling me for prayer, calling me for dream. You know, Pastor Riggs is just a humble man who will even tell his members to call Pastor Darba. You know, call Pastor Darba, you know, if you talk about you had a dream, just call him and what have you. Amen. Not many pastors are going to do that. But he trusts the spiritual life of his member with me even when they have dream. And so now you, you say, well, that man is gifted. Just give him a call. Uh, God have given him that gift. Just call him and, and let talk. And it has been a wonderful time for all those who have been calling me. I don't know it all, but I always say, hey, let's listen to God to know what God is saying about his dream. And let's know uh, what interpretation God will give. Because God is the one that gives interpretation to dreams. Amen. And many of them too have been blessed. I want to praise God. Uh, only that I'm a little bit surprised I've not seen some of them. But yes, I know that where they are working. But uh, like Pastor said, you should have cut off uh, for this occasion because celebrating 14 years with church in America is a different bargaining altogether. It's a different bargaining altogether. There are many people that started churches just three months and the church died. 
Some people started churches here uh, after six months, they closed. Some even went one year and closed. And some churches closed since the pandemic, they closed, they never opened. And you know that. Some are still struggling to ever get back to that place where they were before the pandemic hit, you know. And so they stay struggling. And you find a lot of people today who sit in home to just watch online service, like how some of you are doing right now, if you are following online. You know, they want to watch the online service. They no longer want to come in the sanctuary. <laughs> but it's still better because uh, the Bible admonished us not to forsake the assembly of believers together. So that's a command. We're commanded not to, not to forsake the assembly. Except where you are sick. Or you are very far from us and you can't get here. But other than that, you should be able to uh, be here. And I don't think you want to miss tomorrow. Yes, yeah, tomorrow... I got a special message for you if you're out there. Amen. Tomorrow is my birthday. So, <laughs> so I got a special message for you. You don't want to miss that. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I don't want to thank God for all of you that have been uh, uh, following me and giving all the, all the birthday messages. Uh, Richard, you want to help me with this phone? With the technical man there. Some people said they want to follow me. They might not have your link to follow the service. They want to follow the service. So if you can just use this also to to log on and, and make sure, yes, you let them follow. That would be good so that they will be a part of this great service where we got just yes, people many. Yeah, you can just go like we saw the opening. Amen. And if you need charger, the charger is in the office. If you want to give it to the technical man, if you can do it uh, from over there and just do the, do the connection, that's also stay better. Amen. Are we good? Are we really good? Are we really good? I'll give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. So I receive a text to speak to you on the theme that transform mind. That transform mind. Everybody say that transform mind. That transform mind. That transform mind. Praise the Lord. That transform mind is a powerful theme that we are speaking on this week. Uh, the word transform means to change something or someone completely and suddenly so that they are much better or more attractive. That's the word, that's the definition I got from the dictionary about uh, the word transform. The word transform means what? To change something or someone completely and suddenly so that they are much better are more attractive. Amen. And the word confirm, it also means to be similar or identical. So when Paul came to talk about uh, this transformation, we are actually looking at Romans chapter 12. That's where we're going to be going. So if you have your Bible and out there following also Romans chapter 12 is where we are going. And let me just give you a little synopsis of the background of this book. Roman. Paul wrote the book. Paul wrote half of the New Testament. He was a radical guy. He started as a bad guy uh, trying to please uh, those uh, former religious set that he was with. Being a Pharisee, he was just fulfilling his religious duty when he started persecuting the disciples. Just like in other religions today, they tell them when you kill the Christian, it means that what you're doing, you know, better for Allah, right? Especially Islam in some area. No radical Islamic. Yeah, they, they said they are, they, are, they are Quran to them. When you kill the infidel, then you please Allah. But hey, so Paul was just doing some radical thing according to his religious practice until uh, on such mission on the road to Damascus, you know the story how the light shone on him 
and then he turned blind and the voice spoke from heaven and said Paul Paul why persecuted thou me he said who art thou Lord and he said well I'm Jesus who you persecuted amen and so uh, God gave, Jesus gave me the instruction where to go to receive his sight and the call of God upon his life you know how he went to the feet of Gamaliel where he was tutored for three years and later on went to Jerusalem and began to plant churches all around the place so he planted a lot of churches and he also struggled with this gospel so Paul wrote this epistle uh, to the Romans from Corinth, probably somewhere around the end of his third missionary journey, that's when he wrote this book, uh, somewhere around AD 55 to AD 59, probably 25 years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So Paul wrote to pursue the Jewish and the, 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 the Gentile Christian in Romino Rome was comprised of both Jews and, and Gentiles. Amen. We say Paul was called to the Gentiles nation, but he was both a Roman citizen and a Jewish citizen. Amen. So he was a dual citizen. Paul was one of those first persons that had dual citizenship right now. We're talking about that in our country, right? Yeah, dual citizen. Some people, yeah, want to be citizen of America, be citizen of, of Liberia, or be citizen of another country at the same time, citizen of Liberia. So Paul had onto that dual citizenship. Amen. I just sent my timepiece up there. I think I. I'm going to be looking at the one on the wall there. I don't know if that is accurate. The clock on the wall there, is it accurate? All the way there? Five minutes ahead, right? Okay, good, better. So, yes, I'm trying to see how best I can keep your time. Amen. So, Paul wrote the, the, the letter and tried to pursue those guys to keep, uh, to, 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 to be, uh, to build up a peaceful and close relationship between their house churches. You know, those that are plenty of house churches. So you got like Pastor Rick's house is one church, you know, and then uh, 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 the other brother house is another church. So they had a house church. It's not like where we all come from different houses and congregate together like this. Amen. Are you following? Are you following? So Paul wrote in that text to admonish them. I'm not going to go to give you, uh, you know, already what happened in chapter 10 and 11. You might have read that. If not, just go back and read that. Chapter 12, read. Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read for you verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercy of God that you present your body a living sacrifice holy acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. Look at verse 2. And do not be confirmed to this word. Do not practice after this word. Do not be confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect way of God. And may the Lord bless his word and sanctify into our house in Jesus' name. Paul was simply passing the message unto those people that are called uh, the miracle of the mind. Here we say the transformed mind. I want to add the second version to it to say what? The miracle of the man. Everybody say with me. The miracle of the man. The miracle of the man. Ladies and gentlemen, I have come to understand in this life that even if somebody lost their 2020 eye, to some extent they are still useful in society because you got to remember we have several eyes. You know that? So you can even close your eye and still walk here because what you got the eyes of your understanding. Paul talked about the eyes of your understanding. That is your mind. 
So you can close your eye and still walk your way out of this place, right? Or even when you switch out of those lights, by imagination, you can still walk out and get the door and get an exit and get out there. Then you have your spiritual eyes. What you see in the spirit realm of things that God revealed. Either through dreams or through vision or through prophecy, God revealed to you. So you have that spiritual eyes to see in the spirit realm. Amen. So, but if the devil temper with all of those three eyes even, and all of those three eyes are gone, you still got a little chance as long as your mind is renewed. Amen. If your mind is dark, if the miracle of the mind is not there, with all the success you've prayed for, and all the success that you work for, is still in vain. And so, if somebody lacked the miracle of the mind, you can fill this building with money. Fill this building with money until there's, there's no entrance when you got money all over the place. Just give them a few months. Because they like the miracle of the man, few months later, come and check, you notice that all the money is gone and that person is still standing out there begging. So most people out there that are begging, not simply that they are lazy, they simply lack the miracle of the man. Their man is not yet transformed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Their mind has been corrupted by several fighters. I'm going to be diving into a little bit of it tonight before we close. Their mind has been corrupted by what? By several fighters. I'm going to be showing feet of God with you. But go with me to uh, Proverbs chapter 23. I struck that to you on Sunday. When I was speaking here Sunday, I told you about, about that Proverbs 23 verse 7. Are you there? Proverbs 23 7. See what it says. For as he thinketh in his heart, now that how there is a it's your mind. That's that's the that's the second eye. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart. What is your thinking? What are you thinking about in this life? Your thinking, your dress code, and your the way you speak. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, what happened? Flow out from the mouth. Amen. So what in your heart, as soon as you open your mouth, we know exactly what is in your heart, but what comes out of your mouth. The way you dress tell us your concept, your philosophy about this life, but the things that you do. Amen. I'm talking about the renew or the transform man. Paul was related to Solomon in this passage when Solomon said, For as he thinketh in his heart, so does he. The way you think about this life, that's how this life is going to work for you. If you think that way, you are born to remain poor, you remain poor. Amen. If you think you are born to just remain a beggar, you remain a beggar. If you think you are born to just be at the mercy of people, you will meet at that place in life. And life is not about all where you were born. I don't know how many of you was born in the village. Anybody was born in the village? Before you migrated to the city and before coming to the U.S.? So, it, it didn't matter where you were born. Praise the Lord. And meanwhile, even there are people that you left in that village, it will surprise you that when you get back there, they are even doing far better than people who left that village and went into the city. There are people you left in that village that are doing stay very well than even people that migrated to the great United States. I met people in America and I said, I met somebody who said he's, he regretted what he ever came to in America. He feel like was far better for him out there. And so I often say to people, hey, one philosopher said the laser will not become a crocodile when he changed his residence. You didn't get that. A laser will not become a crocodile when he changed his residence. Are you following me? A laser is always a, a laser. I don't care how much pusher he gave. He's never going to grow chest like a crocodile. 
Hallelujah. So if you carry the mind of a laser and you want to accomplish what a crocodile accomplished, you are staying far back. Now, there are two, two, two creatures that God compared himself with in the Bible. You know about that. He talked about the eagle and he talked about the lion. When you go home tonight, get on your YouTube and just watch some of those wildlife. It will amaze you. I saw a little lion going to fight a big giraffe and he killed it and carried it. I saw this lion fighting an elephant as big as the elephant is. When the lion sees the elephant, he sees a launch. He sees what? He sees a launch. When the, when the, when the lion sees a giraffe, as tall as the giraffe is, maybe two or three times taller than the lion, the lion says he what? A launch. Because of what? The mentality that the lion carries is I own the jungle. I am the king of the jungle. Meanwhile, God placed all of them there and gave the authority to live there freely. But the lion grew up with the concept that hey, I got power to subdue those guys. And each time they see him, they all run for life. They don't get around to keep company with him. All the other animals get around, you know, to keep company with him. But by the time lion bounces around, everybody is on their heels. Because of the concept that the lion has. So it's not the size of your body. It's not even your present credential, what you have right now, that's going to take you to the top. It's the mind that you carry. I have seen people in this life who did not go to school to learn the, the formal education that you and I got, that, 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 that sat in class to write ABC all the way to Z, and yet today they are far prosperous. There's people who got master and doctoral degree. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Education is very important. But that's not just all to lie. As a man thinker in his heart, so to see. As a man thinker in his heart, so to see. God told Moses, go and get those people out of the land. You know that story. I'm not going to take you there. But just to paraphrase that, he told them in, in the Genesis account, go to Pharaoh, let my people go. And finally, you know all that transpired there. You see, miracles don't really bring people to church, pastor. A miracle don't get people saved. I might be wrong. But with all the miracles that the Israelites saw, they still became rebellious when they got on the journey. See all of those wonderful miracles they saw. The water came blood. They still had clean water to drink. Flies came in the Egyptian home. Their, their area were clean. You know, the firstborn of the Egyptian died, but their, their firstborn were reserved. All of those sounds and wonders and miracles, Moses, uh, uh, a rod turned to a serpent and swallowed all the serpent of the magician rod. They saw all of those miracles with their eyes. But yet, when they got to the Red Sea, the mama they said, why you brought us here? And that's why we told you to leave us to that place. At least we're eating crows and, 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 and we're eating bones and fish there. You, you, the city will tell you to leave us. You brought us to this place just so that we die at this place. They stay hard of slave mentality. If you stay care of that slave mentality, I start by to let you know you're going nowhere in this life. You're going nowhere in this life. Go saw that those people, if I use the road that Caleb and Joshua took to spare Canaan land, and these people get there very fast. About 40 days' journey, they will repair against me. They will see war and turn their back. I need to take them the wrong way. About 40 wrong years. Instead of 40 days, they took what? 40 years. God wanted to transform their mind because they still have little of Egypt in their mind. 
they still have that spell of suppression in their mind. So God is finding time to renew their mind gradually. As they make one mistake, he's straightening up and they continue on the journey. So it's taking about 40 round years. And if you're already 40 years, your mind has not yet renewed, well, I'm just sorry for you. I'm sorry, you're already 40 years and you stay not thinking positive, you stay not thinking of what to do in this life, how to excel, how to make progress, then I'm just sorry for you. But you took them in that place for 40 round years to renew their mind and take out all the junk they ever heard, all the abuses and all the insults, all the insults that the Egyptians ever ring on them, cause they need to delete it from their mind and, and, and make them feel like kings, priests and princess to think well about themselves. I gotta get all of those junk in their mind before I take them to the place of completion. Amen, somebody. I'm talking about the transformer. So Paul come in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He said, I beg you, I beseech you. I'm speaking to you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That's the first address that Paul is giving. That before you go forward uh, to change your mind, you got to first change your life. Amen? Your body should be presented to God as a what? A sacrifice, a living sacrifice. Amen? Amen? Whenever I went up low fire, I saw my, my grandparents, all my grandparents were off uh, first priest. Amen? So I saw them when they did sacrifice. They will have a death sacrifice, but they still have a living sacrifice. What will go to offer to the gods? The chicken will be alive and, and they're going to, to make a sacrifice and sometimes whoever gone there, you have to put your, your, your hand on that chicken to remove all of your obstacle and your problem and your trouble on that chicken before they can kill the chicken. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When I don't, you have not been there. Praise the Lord. I saw a lot when I coming up. Amen. So, so, so the living sacrifice is first presented for the remission of your sin and the remedy of sin on that sacrifice. So here God is saying in this passage that, hey, he want a living sacrifice. Your body should be that living sacrifice that you want to bring on the altar. Amen. Today in many churches, you no longer hear about this. Nobody want to talk about holiness any longer. When you talk about holiness, your church is going to be empty. When you talk about sin, they want to use different tension right now, right? They want to change the word sin to another word so that to please people that come to church because you don't want to talk about sin. Don't even talk about drunkenness. Don't even talk about fornication. Then people are going to leave your church. Don't talk about, don't speak against gay. People are going to leave your church. People are going to hunt you. This is a, this are the time that we've got in right now. And we need a renewed mind if the church is going to be the church. Uh, I've been reading some articles recent time. Uh, there's a survey done that the church of America is drastically declining. Very fast. And sometimes you wonder, why is the church declining? It's because the church want to copy the W-O-R-L-D, the word. The church want to bring the same things that they do out there in the party. They want to bring the same things in the church. I know you have not seen some of those things here. I have really seen some things that, 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 that was very disgusting when I saw some, some, some ladies dancing, some dance, maybe some men, and I'm saying, in the church, this kind of dance? And somebody can tell you, oh, man of God, I David dance. So I'm talking to David, I said, well, this is a lot of David dance. <laughs> Amen. This is a lot of David dance. So the God's scripture for everything. He said, oh, ain't David do dance until, until, 
until uh, he exposed his body and, and the wife, he was rebuking. And so, if those women dancing or all their body shape is, is showing an enticing man, well, that's just the David dance. So, the church have accepted that. That's the era we're in right now. The church is accepting anything right now to accommodate people, to make sure, to make people feel good, make sure you don't make people to, be, to feel bad, just make sure that you make them feel good because the church got to grow, uh, we got to get 1,000, 10,000 members, we got to make sure that we buy our own property to maintain the property, to pay the bills, so hey, we got to preach those sermon here right now to scare people. I tell you one time I went, Pastor Red, and I preached somewhere, and the pastor called me after the service and to warn me. <laughs> So, oh, the sermon you preach, uh, some people met me and they had, they, had, they had some reservation about your sermon. I said, okay, well, so you can critique me. Let's take the Bible and see where did I go wrong. He said, oh, no, man, it was biblical. It was, so I said, if it was biblical, are they now in the place of the Holy Spirit to teach you in this place what kind of sermon to preach or what kind of sermon not to preach? I just want you to know that I got my ticket. So, <laughs> so, so if they don't want me to preach again, I'm ready to go. Amen. But some congregation have reached that place where their mind right now is, is just dark. They are taking the world system to bring into the church. Instead of the church going to transform the world, the world is, 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 is the church is now getting confirmed into the world system. The church is, is trying to mingle up. The church who is supposed to be a, a very vibrant and know that yes, I know my wife. The church want to be accepted out there. When people compromise, it's simply because they want to be what? They want acceptance. Whenever you see people compromise on certainty as well, the one what? The one acceptance. You want to dress like the people so that well, you feel accepted. You want to dance like them. So that's why we get to party. And you still don't even know your Christian value. But you dance, they see Buka dance. I talk about somebody and you're laughing. I'm still gonna talk about it. Amen. Anyway, I miss you. I miss some good Christians, ministers, and pastors. Dance it to some of those bar music. I'm talking about real bar music. Where you hear the cursing women in the music. And I saw the intensity to that on the party. And I'm sitting down looking and I'm wondering, are they really listening to the wording of the song? Or is it just a radio to just tap their feet and, and dancing around and what have you? You know, and they're all going like, oh yeah. And I saw one preacher and his wife also dancing the same music. And I'm saying, why are you gonna tell the people Sunday morning? When you have been confirmed into the water system. You and the same people who you, you tell it to get out of there, you are now in the same path. You dancing the same music together. What you got to tell them when you get out there tomorrow? The church must reach a place where when people see you, they will call up their music. When people see you, they will tie a lapper and put clothes on their shoulder. When they see you, let them know that, oh yeah, there's a holy person in our presence. Paul said in our passage, he said, and do not be confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable. Whatever you do, if you know that it's not acceptable, that God does not accept your lifestyle right now, it simply means you are already condemned. Whatever you are practicing right now, just ask yourself if it is acceptable into the presence of God. If that act is not acceptable into God's presence, you are just going the wrong way. And God sent me tonight to just speak to you without compromising. It is about time that the church rise up. It is about time that the church set things right if Jesus is going to come. It is about time that the church stay clean. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the eye. If you lost your taste, how is soup going to be like if you just lost your taste? It's really my prayer that all of us here, our mind, 
will be transformed. You will not see this church as Pastor Rich Church. You will not see this church as just, oh yes, this is harvest. You will see this place as a spiritual inferior house. And that it is, it, is, it is incumbent upon you that you will give all of your support, all of your time to always come. Amen. Amen, somebody. When you are giving your tithes and offering, you know that what you're not just giving to, 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 to put money into the pastor pocket because it's accountable to you. I'm talking about the transformer. When your mind is transformed, you don't care who comes or who don't come, you want to be there on time. You don't care who prays you or who don't pray you, you want to serve God. Even if nobody clap for you, when you are clapping, you still going to serve God. You don't care about what people think about you, you still going to because there is a day of promotion that is coming your way. I just told you on Sunday how David was practicing in the field when he took care of his father's sheep and killed the lion with his hand, killed the bear with his hand. Nobody, nobody, nobody saw David to clap for him or to celebrate him. But guess what? Sooner or later, he saw another opportunity. Whatever you're doing right now, and nobody's celebrating you. There's a time coming that people will celebrate you. Amen. But the church mind must be renewed. And it's about time. If harvest, harvest football dollars is going to change this community, then we've got to change our mindset. We've got to change our mindset of it is impossible. It is very possible. If other churches are carrying 10,000 congregation in this very dollars, in this very taxes, it's also possible that you still got people who are hungry for the undiluted word of God. You just got to take us some time and do some evangelism in your community. I'm talking about renew man or transform man. When your mind gets transformed to the things of God, you don't worry about what the news say yesterday, what the news is saying this morning. You don't worry about what the news say because you have a transformer. You know that we are in a difficult time. It's not going to move you because your mind has been renewed. You understand the things of God. You understand the mission of God. So nothing scares you. You stand firm no matter what the news says. No matter the news on the TV, it's not going to fight you because your mind is renewed. You have been sitting all about. According to what Colossians says, right? We have the mind of Christ. We are seated far above principalities and powers. And I'm not just down here. I might be down here right now, but I'm not part of this war system. And that's why I cannot, I cannot submit to this war system. I cannot get myself into this war system. And I've gone a lot of places where they say I'm old school. I'm old school, and I love to be old school. I'm, I'm, I'm good at being old school. Amen. I'm just good at being old school. If a compromising will make me a new school, I don't want to be a new school. A transformer will help us to win more so. People want to just see not the word that come out of your mouth. They want to see the life you live at your job. They want to see the life you live in your house. They want to see the life you live in your community. They want to see the life you live when you get to the party. What are you going to smoke the weed like then and still come to church Sunday morning? What are you going to still drink and see alcohol? Or what are you still going to get 10 boyfriends and you come all 15 girlfriends and still come to church? They want to see the life that you live. And that's why we need to have a transformer. If this church is going to grow after 14 years, we need to make sure that we put on a transformer. Wherever you are watching, I want you to know that nothing changed for you until your mind changed. Nothing changed until your mind changed. We are about to get to another new year and we'll sing the song Happy New Year. But there was nothing happening about the new year until your mind Change. I want you to rise up to your feet. There is nothing new about a year until your mind change. Or else every year will break and it's happy new year, a happy new year, 
and you still live in the old year. Even though you have entered the new year, but you stay in the old year simply because your mind is not renewed. I want you to bow your head right now with your eyes closed. I want you to pray right now, Lord, is there a place that I still need to change my perception? I need to change my mind. I need to change my thought. Help me, Lord. Change my mind. Change my thought. Change my perception about life. Help me, Lord. I want to change mine. I want to hear you pray that prayer right now. Lord, transform my mind. I want to transform my Lord. I pray right now, oh God, that you will transform my mind, oh God. I need to renew my, I need to transform my. I pray tonight, Lord, that you will transform my mind. You will transform my mind. I want to transform my. I want to walk like Jesus. I want to talk like Jesus. I want to dress like Jesus. I want to do things, oh God, like God have destined me to be. Lord, I don't want to get confirmed to this world, but I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Help me to renew my mind with your word. If that is your prayer, I want to hear you pray that prayer, Lord. Renew my mind. I need to renew my Lord. Lord, we just gave you the praise tonight, Holy Spirit. We gave you the praise. We gave you honor. You are here tonight. You want to rededicate your life. I want to call you up. And when you come to the altar, I just want to say a prayer with you. If you are in our midst and you want to rededicate your life, you feel far from God. You want him to take you back. And when you come to this altar, revival is for believers. It's for safe people. If you feel that where you are empty right now, you need a refilling. And when you come to this altar, if you are here sick, and can't get where we want to pray with you. That's a corporate anointing in here. Today is our 21st day of fasting and prayer in our ministry. I just want to pray with somebody here. I want to join your pastor to pray with you. If you are seriously sick here, you need healing, I want you to come. Well, thank you, Father. We'll give you praise, Lord. Yes, Lord. 